Rich, I went to Walgreens the other day. Oh. And you have to page someone now to get the shampoo. I don't think it's just because of shoplifting. Like it's just everything's sort of lockdown weird. And then, you know, you, or you go to Best Buy and you're like, I'll get a USB cable. And they're like, no, you will get accessories for your Pixel 25. Yeah. You know what it feels like? Big box stores and, and, and like, you know, franchise retail. It feels like you're walking into a warehouse. It does. It's the back. It's weird. It's the back. Like you're walking into the back where they keep all the stuff. Where right? they keep all the stuff. And there's no actual stuff. Like browsing isn't fun anymore. There's no, there's no laptops to look at, right? There's like three giant ecosystems and platforms. Right. And they're selling you peripherals. A lot of it is sort of waypoint to pick up the stuff that you bought online. Like, That's hey, right. it's near you. You can go get it in three hours or something like that. And there's clothes, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what I'm noticing? It just big box retail which we have in new york city people don't think of new york city that way but like a lot of the stores are best here. buy we're here we're here buying it lows it makes less and less sense for sure Advisor. i have two thoughts on this i want to talk them through with you and just get your thoughts sure so one is do we just have enough stuff? Like, there's no DVD player to buy. I have a phone, and then I have a watch that talks to my phone, and I have a computer that's a supercomputer, and I don't seem to need a lot more. I mean, obviously you don't. Obviously you don't. To be in absolute distress because you forgot your phone at home, whereas we're old enough to remember when there was no distress for walking out without a communication device, it's crazy, right? So no, we don't need all this stuff. We don't need iterations of the stuff or or um, you know, the we don't need cases and special things to attach to our stuff. But that's I think you're asking the wrong question. Well, first of all, the youth of today will never know the experience of seeing a major upgrade to something. Like it the, I mean the difference between like Windows 3 and Windows 95 was miraculous. It was like it was like a, it was like a holiday. It was it insane. Was. They had the Rolling Stones play. There was Go a search on YouTube. There's people like just rampaging computer stores to get boxes of Windows 95. So exciting! It's right? wild. So those everything is incremental now in those giant ecosystems. I think I was looking for an experience I used to have a long time ago where I'd go to a store and kind of check out the store. And then maybe pick up something that I was looking for while also getting my bearings around like, what's going on at Best Buy these days? The shopping experience was something that you also looked forward to, not just the actual thing you bought. Sometimes you just say, I'm going to go peruse. When I was a kid, I didn't have money for the mall. I had money for like a juice right. at the mall, but I didn't have money for like the record store or the bookstore or... Uh, the game store, GameStop, uh, but I'd go because sure. it was it was I could go look at stuff and just check them out, right? And that was fun. Um, that is kind of gone. I mean, it's not entirely gone. Uh, I think it's shown up in other ways in affluent pockets of America. You're into headphones. I am. You love headphones. I do. Tell me just a little bit about headphones. Let's get it out of your system. What what makes headphones special to you? Um, I, I bought headphones for convenience mostly like, wow, no wires. Wow. 
I can talk on the phone on them. Sure. And then I'm going to blame a shop that is actually one of the one of the cooler commerce institutions in New York City. It's called Adorama. Oh, I love Adorama. Adorama 18th Street. 18th Street. And I'm going to pitch something else, a site called slickdeals.net. I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Slickdeals.net essentially bumps up like deals. And they had these $600 IEMs uh, in ear monitors, essentially okay. earbuds. Headphones with wires that go in your ears, but not over your ears. Correct. Okay. For $200. Okay. I was like, okay, I can, I can, I want to check these it's out. It's a bargain. What, you, you couldn't afford not to buy them. I couldn't afford not to buy them. I went and bought them and it opened up a whole world for me. So you were using like Apple AirPods with your phone or... I was using Bluetooth. Okay. Which deteriorates the quality of sound. I was using uh, Spotify, which does not have lossless audio. And I was like, this sounds great. I hear music in my ears and it's pretty good. It's better than the old headphones I had. And then I put these things in and I think I threw on like John Coltrane. Sure. And I could hear the bartender making the cocktail. All this subtlety. You were just tuned for it and it was exciting. And you were like, this music is much more stimulating than before, right? I'm giving you a long-winded answer, but it opened up a whole different relationship with music for me, actually. Now talk me through, I'm using you with headphones, but I have things like this now too. Yeah. Okay. Now where do you go? I ended up, look, let's get one thing out of the way. I can afford expensive things. Sure. I'm not going to apologize no, for that. It happened. Not. I didn't steal the money. At this point, if people are interacting with us and still listening to us talk on a podcast, yeah, then they know that we can afford expensive things. Yes. So there we are. Okay. And then, so I did some research. And then when you do research online, you end up in these corners. Mm-hmm. You end up in these sort of subcultures that are discrete and tangible and real and there are personalities in them and these are not personalities you're gonna they're not getting stopped in the street it's like it's what i call the you know the tens of thousands of views youtube so they're not on the today show they're not on the today show but they're respected they're considered experts and they don't they don't give everything five stars in fact there's some of them are just salty and hate everything so when they tell you something is good you trust them and i said you know what i'm gonna go get great hardware to listen to music i care enough about music that i'm going to go do that but right because this is yeah. it's always part of it right you bought the thing and now you have to buy things for the thing yes you can't just listen on headphones because it, you know the really good ones require a little bit more power so you got to get headphone amplifiers it took me at like a couple of weeks to just understand that there were parts that I thought, okay, I got to get an amplifier. They're like, yeah, but that's not enough. You need a, a DAC or digital to analog converter. And you can get those in one device, but then you're not separating the heart electronics enough and you might hear a hiss. And I'm like, whoa, all right, everybody, calm down. I would always go from you're insane and ridiculous to, of course I need that. Okay. So, <laughs> so let, me, let, me, let me keep driving you for a little bit so we don't just talk about headphones. Because here's the larger point. What are the platforms you're reading? websites google websites youtube channels um uh there's a the forum for high-end audio called headfi.org and it's an old school forum but it is where everybody is like the 
the manufacturers and the and the producers of this hardware know they have to go there to tell people what's going on. It's that big. I got to tell you, and look, we're talking about, you know, you said earlier, we ha- we kind of have the time and flexibility here, but everyone I know who gets into anything doesn't have to be that expensive, has these communities, can be gardening, can be um, knitting, can be, I had a friend who got really into Japanese um, wood tools. Mm-hmm. There's a whole sure. eBay community and there's sim racing rigs. Mm-hmm. I was going to say gaming, but gaming is like film now. It's, it's too big. Exactly. Right? No, but it's, like specific things like flight simulation or sim racing, which is like these rigs that make you feel like you're driving a car in your house. Um, many marriages have been ruined with sim racing rigs. So, yeah, these these are corners of the internet. So there's another thing too, and I actually want to point out the money parts in, because my... These friends I know might not have had that much money, but once you buy one of the things, if they're high value, they hold their value pretty well. They do. They do. There's always resale markets for weird stuff. That's right. And so like, so actually what happens is you end up owning three or four of the things, but if you want to get rid of them, you sell one or two and then you go buy a new one. And that's sort of... You're touching on something, Paul, which is the journey to the purchase. The purchase is... Oftentimes, sometimes great because you're like, wow, this is as good as I thought it was going to be. But it's the journey to the thing. And the truth is, eventually, you don't, the value of the thing is diminished and you want to go on other journeys. There are studies that the emotional release when you get something you really want comes right before you open the box. Of course. It's here. I got it. I'm going to open it. it. I, now, I got it. Now I will be happy, right? Yeah. So no, again, let, let me keep fast forwarding. So you also, there's another thing you love. You love watches and you actually have the same dynamic. You own a couple, but you like to learn and read about them. I, and I don't own like glittery, like status drone no, watches. No, like you what, won't recognize what the you got into kind of thing. Yeah. were ones that actually are for, relatively affordable, but made by very small companies, yes. craftsmen, a couple people. Yes. yes. So I'm going to, I'm going to share experience and look, I'm, I'm, it'll sound like I'm putting you on the spot. I have this exact same relationship now with like music equipment. I love gear and synthesizers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but pause for a sec. Here we go. You say, let's go to this little watch event. Yep. And we go and we take the train in. I, we were, in New York we were, City. Yeah. It was actually right near Adorama and it was at um, this place I'd been at before for some big dinner. Uh, not huge, like the size of like a church basement, like, you know, just a couple, yeah, 4,000 square feet for the end, lots of little tables with people selling their very small, limited, small badge, exactly. Spoke brand. And, and these are people trying to essentially make a middle-class life out of their absolute love for obsession crafts. Right. So they've become the producers and that, that's another part of it. You make your own equipment. Um, I cannot describe how crowded it was. It was one of the most unpleasant experiences of my life. You were happy. I was happy, but I actually had two watchmakers I wanted to go see, and then I was ready to leave because it was it was chaos. I lasted about five minutes, and then I went out and just watched people make weird deals about watches in the front because I felt I would have like a post-COVID heart attack just being there. Yeah. Why? Why did you feel like you needed to immediately turn around and leave? It wasn't for me. You couldn't get towards the tables. And actually what happened- It was mobbed. I'm going to tell you, you walk in and there is a whole system of knowledge and symbols and information that is getting 
shot into your brain. Yeah. And I can't parse or understand it. You felt like an uber novice. I'm like so you were confused. just confused. Everyone's just like, <laughs> and it's like, it is loud. It is hot. It is a lot of men. And everyone is like grabbing at the tables and you can't get within four feet of them. And it's just like, it was check, pretty intense. Check out the movement on this, blah, 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 blah. And it's nobody's yelling. It's, it's all very like just. Imp- it was very intense. Uh, I, I, I will say. I, I think I have a couple of theories as to why it was. I was shocked at how crowded it was. I thought it was going to be this sort of really niche thing where there wouldn't be that many people. I was shocked. And I think there were a couple of reasons for it. The first is the pandemic. Like we're coming. We can't, it was, I think they had postponed the fair, the watch fair for like a couple of years or one year Just at least. Built up cravings. Built up cravings, yeah. right? But I think there's another reason. And the other reason is that I think the mass consumption spaces are such a grind and so in some cases toxic but generally not toxic usually the word i like to use is tiring everything is so um uh shallow and i don't mean shallow negatively i like a 12 second tiktok video but there's not much to it there's nothing to build on right but oftentimes adversarial, right? Very much like I'm going to make a point, then I'm going to make a counterpoint to your point. And so these spaces where your specialties, your domain knowledge can be cultivated, rewarded, encouraged, and uh, there is no camp, there is no angry watch camp that is like all about you know, automatics. Some people like automatics. Some people like chronograph. Some people like they battery. They could segment off. They could segment off, but they're not at each other's throats. How much money do you think, you're, you have a better business brain than I do, how much money do you think went through that 4,000 square foot watch fair that day? Or in the, it was, it was it, there for a weekend. There were no, like it wasn't the fair that had Rolex, right? So that you didn't have the five $8,000 watches there. You had, you know, it probably capped out at a couple thousand. You had some outliers and whatnot. Probably hundreds of thousands of dollars, like nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think more importantly, uh, and I happen to know the the organizer of this event. Mm-hmm. We haven't mentioned what it is. Maybe they don't want us to. So, but I met the organizer, and I was like, "What was going on?" He's like, "Well, it's a lot of people who've talked to each other in forums and have watched YouTube videos." And are finally able to get together. And there you go. See, that to me is where we're headed, right? You've got all these commerce experiences that we thought were going to be like a little bit a little bit physical, a little bit online. You'll go get your USB cable. You'll go get your, your mm-hmm. things for your phone. And I guess that's real. Like Best Buy still exists. But for the mm-hmm. most part, I think people order a lot of stuff online. Yes. And then there are these things that people love. Yes. And what they find very often uh, is communities that are that validate that love. It's right. good to find out you're not the only one who's crazy enough to be into that thing. Yeah, it's very good to hear that you aren't off, you know, alone on the island, right? Um, but more importantly, they're not. They're typically um, places where you feel like you could always learn a little more. Yeah. Which feels good, um, and it's also very validating to see all the other people. 
it's validating the seal. You're, you're not the only one. Is there a big headphone fair? There is. There is. It's coming in February. I bought you a ticket, Paul. All right, we're going. That's fine. No, I mean, yeah. I enjoy observing these things. I now know to be prepared that if I go into the headphone fair, it will be intense. Intense, right? Yeah. And let me part get... of me loves to observe the culture. Of course, of it. that's the fun of it. And there, I wear the outsider hat. But then, if somebody asks me a question, I'm actually pretty knowledgeable at this point. Well, you're, so. pr- you're proud of your knowledge, right? The internet. People talk about town squares and communities on the internet. That ship has sailed. It is mass media in a classic sense. Sure. And everyone is trying to get 10 seconds in that could somehow tip to millions of listeners. Twitter is like a TV network. It's It's like like NBC in the 80s. It's like a TV network. And so what's happened is the real communities, capital C, on the internet are in these places. Because the scale isn't such that you win by yelling at someone else or you win by views. There are experts in these in these communities that are happy that others want to talk to them about it and are not seeking out the dopamine hit of likes and views or whatever else. And I think that's the scale we can function at as humans. We don't we can't build communities. Don't tell me about the town square on Twitter or the town square on Facebook. It's not a town square. It's not what it is. It is a mob. There's this amazing old Onion News Network video, Paul, of this mock report where the reporter can't tell if it's a revolution or a festival. (laughs) And I think about that video a lot because I think people want to frame the internet a certain way. And it's it's just like waves of humans. You're trying to frame society. You're trying to frame society. So So, so let's give Ziadi and Ford advisors, okay, Something's changing out there. It definitely feels like retail and craft and community are aligning. It feels like instead of going to the store, you might buy a lot of stuff online and then wait till the circus comes to town and then you'll buy the, you know, go check out the things you love. Yep. What should people do? How do you get ready for this world? What do you do? I I, I don't know if you have to get ready for anything. Here's our advice in this week's episode of Ziadi and Ford Advisors. Find your community. It's healthy. It's nurturing. It's not to, look, I'm not saying go find your community in some like wackadoo conspiracy theory forum. Go find something where you feel constructive and useful and can be additive and where people want to help you learn. It's healthy. It's normal. It is it is the true town square in my mind. And I don't care what that is. It could be watches. It doesn't have to be material things, by the way. It could be cross-stitching. It doesn't have to be money-driven, but finding your place in those communities is incredibly valuable. I think just for like mental health, I really believe that. I find it's, I've been getting really into synths and studying music theory and all kinds of stuff. And it's really great to have something utterly aspirational that where there are just people who are so much better at it than me in every way. Like, you don't think you could make a better watch no. These people are making the better watch, and that's a joy. It's a joy, and you know what? Um, if you don't give humans the job, they use those extra cycles to be at each other's throats. Now, everyone's got the job, whether it be making a better headphone or how to optimize this or how to make a great watch or how to garden better and get a better like um, yield or whatever it may be. 
by doing giving them that to do, we can park all the other shit that comes out of us. Right? So is what we're actually saying that the path to happiness through the web and through the internet is not simply going into a big room with everybody and debating and figuring it all out, but rather giving yourself a job to do, a thing to learn, a task, and then finding a community that is also aligned around that task. That's a beautiful thing. That sounds really pleasant. It actually is a beautiful thing. I feel that I've said this a million times, but it's never been as apparent to me. Yeah. I, I, I visited my, I want to close it with a, a little anecdote. I visited, I, they do this thing called First Fridays in my, in my kids' school. Mm-hmm. And the first Friday, the parents can hang with the kids. Brooklyn, public school, normal public place. School, yeah. yeah. Went to the school and all the tables, all the kids' desks are in circles. Each circle uh, is a wedge, like a pizza slice of a desk. And there's six kids in circles. And I, I was thought back to how I went to school and it was rows of desks. And you weren't next to anyone oh, else. Your, your you, last name is Ziadi. You didn't have a chance. I don't have a chance. You're just all the way. I'm in the corner if it's alphabetical. Yeah. But more importantly, there was space between us. Mm -hmm. I was in a grid and I wasn't connecting with anyone else. And meanwhile, I come to my kids' class and these clusters of kids are together in these little, just architecturally arranged communities in a way, effectively. And they drift from one to the other, but they're, they're facing each other. They're talking to each other. And that's how I, that's how I, what I think of when I think of these communities. Um, it is so wild because we both have kids in public school. It's so wild how much better their educational experience is than ours. I mean, they should have just beaten us with a stick when we went to school. You we and would I have been better off. You and I went to school like animals in a pen. Yes. Um, get out there. Find the thing you care about. There's a community that's ready to welcome you. This has been one of the more positive podcasts we've recorded. Well, notice I, I drove this one. <laughs> Fair enough. If you've got topic ideas, questions, or need advice on just about anything, except medical, I can pretty yeah, much let's not rule do that. that one Don't out. Don't do that. Hit us up, hello at ziotiford.com. Check us out on, in, well, how can people uh, listen to the podcast, Paul? What's your podcast app of choice? The web. Fair enough. I like browsers. Uh, but we're no, in all the usual places. Ziotiford.com. We're, we're getting all those transcripts done and trued up, and uh, just we're, we're going to keep rolling. Yep. Have a lovely week. <laughs> <laughs>